waking up knowing there's a reason All my dreams come alive, life is for living With you, I've made my decision You lift me up, fill my eyes with wonder For every young in your love, this freedom's untainted this morning. Um, we have all of our youth up here, some up here in the band. Um, we also have our kids in the back that joined us this morning. Thank um, you, kids. So we already have a lot in store for you guys today, if you couldn't already tell. I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of exciting things, and we're going to run this service just like we run our youth service so that you guys can see exactly what we do. Um, so every week, me and Christian get the opportunity to welcome everybody. So again, welcome, and how's everybody welcome, doing today? Welcome, 
good. That's better. <laughs> y'all are a lot better at responding than our youth. Um, so y'all are already doing. Yes, y'all are already are. doing pretty good. Um, so one thing we like to start off every Wednesday night is obviously by welcoming, but we also ask a fun question. A so little Kristen, fun question. What's so our the, fun question today? The question today is, what is your favorite vacation spot? So Mine is Hollywood Beach. We went there for spring break. Mine is probably any beach or Disney. We also went to Universal <laughs> for spring break, so that was pretty fun too. Um, so now it's your guys' time to respond. So we're going to give you a countdown, and everybody's going to say their favorite vacation spot on the count of three. You're going to yell it. Yep, yell it. Ready? Three, two, one. I heard some people say the beach, the mountains, anything else? I, I heard beach and mountains. Yeah, beach, mountains. Anybody, anybody travel like somewhere super far? Like really far. Ooh, Ooh Costa Rica. That's really far. New Zealand. Ooh, those sound pretty wow. fun. Yes. Well, we just are so thankful you guys chose to join us this morning. Now Christian's going to open us up with a word of prayer. All right, bow your heads. Lord, thank you for this wonderful time we get to be here, see you, listen to the band sing to us, and we get to worship the Lord and have a good word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hopefully my, yeah, there it is. I was like, hopefully I've turned things on. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little disruptive. You know, I've got youth service going on. I don't know if y'all noticed that. And I feel like it's all on my shoulders, so I'm just a little. But I believe the youth have already started out amazing, haven't they? It's amazing. Now, I know that some of you are going, what was she saying? I don't understand this. This is different. Yes, it is. But let me tell you something. She was saying that life is worth living when God is in it. And that's the most important message I want you to get across from that, that uh, she was just doing it in a spirited way. That's the word I like to use. Because, you know, us as older people, I agree with you. I have no clue about three-thirds three of the way in. You know, I can follow, which was important. If you noticed, I had the words upon the screen so we could follow. Is she, oh, she's not saying anything bad. It's there. I see it. It says this is living. <laughs> The Lord is good. Yeah, okay. And I'm following with you, so no worries. Um, I'm excited to introduce to you our youth group. This is a youth service. Um, I figured I'd at least come up and share a few things, right? We have what we call info time. Now, that's where we try to keep um, everybody in the know, so you know what's going on. What's crazy is you guys have info time, but it's way different. Yeah, go ahead and have a seat. Have a seat because I am going to share with you what we need to be doing that's why I was telling you to hold off just a minute. See, Joseph was ready to go. He's ready to worship. So I have to have, I'm used to having a stand in front of me, but, you know, I want y'all to be able to see them. So what I want to do is share with you some things that are coming up. You're normally seeing this on video. You're actually seeing it live tonight, today. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm going to share with you, first off, everybody say first message. First one, that's right, it is baptism. That's right. If you want to join with us, we'd love to celebrate baptizing you, and we're doing that on April 25th in the AM service, and the best way for you to join with us is to go to the app and find it there. It should say baptism, and then sign up right there. Um, if not, you can always call or come see us personally, and we'll be able to sign you up that way, but the quick and easiest way is just to do it on your, on your uh, social media device. I don't even call it a phone anymore. I do everything else but talk to people on it. Have y'all noticed that? I can't call it a phone anymore. 
I'm doing everything. I'm sorry. I get off. Next up, next up, youth, parents of youth, please pay attention. We have cake auction coming up May 2nd. Now, I understand some of you guys are like, well, it's cake auction. Well, listen, that is our fundraiser. If you notice, every time you come in the door, we don't have a bakery set up. We don't have different things set up to raise money. We don't sell donuts. There's, we just don't do that. What we do is what's called cake auction. It's a one-time thing that we do to raise money for our youth activities once a year. Isn't that awesome? I think it's awesome. I've been to churches where I feel like I was doing something every week. I'm giving again, you know, help. I get an offering and I have to buy cookies. You know, I'm like, this is crazy. But we do bake sale or cake auction and we want you to be involved. There will be students walking around aimlessly looking like they're lost. They're really looking, trying to ask somebody to come sit with them at their table at cake auction. So if you see kids kind of just say, do you need someone at your table? And they'll be like, yes, please. You know, and all of a sudden you'll have a great conversation. They just don't know how to start it for some reason. I've told them three or four times, will you sit at my table? It starts off really well. <laughs> hey is a good one as well. You know, but anyway, so cake auction is coming up May 2nd. If you want to bake a cake, hey, it don't have to be amazing. I love those commercials on TV where they're saying something about the, um, you don't have to be the perfect parent. You don't have to have the per perfect cake. In fact, I think one of the, quote, ugliest cakes, went for one of the highest prices last year, so, or the year before, because we've had COVID, but um, it, was, it went well, so do not hesitate to bake a wonderful cake for this, uh, this auction. And then, of course, uh, just want to put it out there, don't forget about our kids' camps and youth camps that's coming up in the summer. You need to sign up now so that we can make sure that there is a spot for you. With all the uh, restrictions they're putting on us, we can't put as many in camps as we would love to. Maybe they will by that time, but right now, they're kind of putting a limit. We want to make sure our kids are in there. Amen? So, info time is done. It's not as smooth as it is on the camera, but, you know, it's live and it's personal. All right, so next up, next up is, of course, offering. So, um, as you can tell, we do offering a little bit different nowadays. Um, the offering plates are up here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray over the offering, and then we'll give you a chance to come up and give just like you normally do. It's not going to the youth. It's going to the church. But the church gives to the youth, so it's, it really is. So let's pray, and um, let's move on. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this wonderful time that you're allowing us to join in your presence. Right now, Lord God, we are worshiping you, just even with the, right out the gate. And, Lord God, we don't want that to stop just because we're giving. We want that to be a sign of worship. So right now, Lord God, I ask that you bless those that come down and give. And, Lord, bless those that give the blessing because they might not have the means to give. Lord God, we love you. We praise you. And we give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name, and everybody in the house said amen. amen. So go ahead, stand up and bring your uh, offerings down.
All right, all right. All right, so not too long ago, I did a lesson over there explaining the difference between praise and worship. Did y'all know some of y'all going, there's a difference? The first song we did was a praise song. And if you don't understand, typically the, like, the generic thing is that the fast songs are praise songs. That's like your Cliff Notes version. But really, it's a time for us to celebrate what God does for us and for us to just, and if you notice, we had kids what? Dancing? Why? Because they're excited about what God's done, doing for them or has done. Amen? So that's a good thing. Then I told them worship, and then I taught them that worship is something way deeper than praise. Anybody can praise, but only people that had God changed can worship. Those people that love Jesus and love God. So as normal, guys, come on up, come on up. You know that you're not supposed to leave when the offering place. The youth know this, right? They know that we worship right up front. So come on up. And the adults that want to join them, come on up. We're going to worship. Now is our time to start to worship. So make your way up here and let's worship. But to bring shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to bring. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to Choice but to leave in your 
can't miss a thing. But Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new, so I surrender all. All I want is to live within your love, be undone by who you are. My desire is to know you. Throw my fears into the wind. I am desperate for a touch of heaven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the fire in the morning. You're the In your love and affection, it's the sweetest of all. But Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new, so I surrender all. All I want is to live within your love. Be undone.
my fears into the wind. I am desperate for a touch of heaven.
Now, before we move from this moment, I have a little bit of a background I need to tell you. I asked Joseph to pick the songs for today, and he did that way in advance. He gave me a list, but then I received a text about a week later. He said, Pastor Chris, I need, something. I need to tell you something. I said, all right. He said, I want to add this song to the very end. He said, let me tell you why. He said, I was praying about it. I was praying what songs to do, if we need to change them or whatever. He said, I got this vision of this, us singing this song. And people that need healing or people that need God to move in their lives to make their way to the front and we'll pray for them while this song's going on. I looked at him, I was like, I remember what the Bible says about kids and their visions. So who am I, you know? I said, okay, let's do this. So what I want to do now is invite you. This is coming from Joseph, our worship leader. He says, listen, if, if you need God to move in your life, maybe it's a healing, maybe it's a restoration, maybe it's just a problem, a situation, financial, physical, whatever. We serve a God who can do it. So today, right now, there's an invitation for you to come and receive. So we open up these altars, make your way, and if, if, if um, you're not going to come and be here alone, I invite our um, youth leaders to come and help us pray along with our elders of the church, and um, just come on down and pray while this song is going on, and then we'll transition. I believe you're the wonder-working God. You're the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen, you're too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God. And you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, you're too good to not believe. Too good to not believe, too good to not believe. After everything I've seen, too good to not believe. Oh, I've seen your mighty hand, I've seen your healing power, Jesus. And I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen deaf ears here again. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see cities in revival. Salvation flood the streets. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And we'll see glory fill the nations like the world is never the same. Don't you 
close this part in prayer. I'm just going to pray over you guys. So join with me. And, and I've always learned that if we join together, so what I'm going to pray, and I want you to join with me in faith, that God moves. Whatever the situation is, whatever you're facing, it could be great, it could be small, but if God moves, that's when all things change. So that's what I'm praying over each and every one of us as we close out this part of our service. So if you would close your hand, your uh, eyes and bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just want to thank you. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we love you, Jesus. We are praising and worshiping you now. And Lord God, as we have everyone just sitting and standing and kneeling in front of you, Lord, I ask that you move. Lord God, we need miracles. We need you to show up. We need you to show out. And Lord God, you know how to do it. Throughout the word, it states that, that you come in and you change everything, and it's always for our good. So right now, Lord God, that's what I pray over each and every one here, Lord, that when you come in and you move, it ends up being something they have to testify of your glory. They have to testify of your power. And Lord God, they, I promise you we will do it. We will give you praise and honor. Lord God, I thank you right now for what you're doing in advance in this place. I cannot wait to hear the stories of your faithfulness. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you would, say amen if you agree, right? Amen. All right, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Come on. Come on. My favorite... My favorite hashtag or whatever on those social media platforms is do it Jesus. So that's why I'm saying do it Jesus. All right. Now, um, first of all, I want to let you know everyone on this stage does not get a paycheck. They do this out of the love and the, for Jesus and the love for music. So in the Bible, it says a good worker is worthy of hire. I don't have the money to pay them. So this is the way we're going to have to pay them. Can you all help me with it? 
Let's put our hands together and tell them they did a good job. Come on. Good job. Thank you so much. Man, we are definitely blessed in our youth group. Definitely blessed, aren't we? Thank you so much. You guys dismissed it. Or did I miss something? Don't Y'all keep me on my toes now. I'm telling you, kids will keep you on your toes. They ain't afraid to say something. Um, I have to say something before we move on. Um, you guys getting ready? Y'all good? Okay, I'm just making sure. See, I'm, I'm keeping them on them toes, yeah? All right, um, that song, did y'all hear the song Firefall? Firefall is a song written by Joseph. That worship song was actually written by this worship team. That's awesome. So I'm excited. What I want to do is I want to intro, um, this is a worship, uh, um, what do y'all call it exactly? Human video, thank you. I call it a drama, you know, but it's not called a drama. Drama's different. This is a human video. So I want to let you guys know that this is a human video that um, is put together by our team. Um, they, they did this for you Sunday, and I think they're going to use it this summer too as well. Um, please, guys, enjoy. Watch what God does through this talent. Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me There's no need to cover what I already see You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace You've been on lockdown and I hold the key Cause I loved you before, you knew it was love And I saw it all, still I chose the cross And you were the one that I was thinking of When I rose from the grave Now rid of the shackles, my victory's yours I tore the veil for you to come close There's no reason to stand out of distance anymore you're not far from home and I'll be your lighthouse when you're lost at sea and I will illuminate everything no need to be frightened by
What hindered love will only become part of the story and know as you run. What hindered love will only become part of the story and know as you run. What hindered love will only become part of the story and know as you run. Now, uh, this transition is a little bit difficult to do because, one, we have to move this pretty loud thing out, you know. And then what's funny is we have to move it with the end facing. So you get to see my Mount Dew Zero and my notes. And The other thing, too, is we want to dismiss our kids. Thank you so much, kids, for joining us so far. Come on, let's give them a hand. They did pretty good. I didn't even know they were here for the, half the time. Somebody had to point them out for me to know they're here. Now, let me knock it over. I told the kids, don't knock it over. All right, so um, the first thing I want to do is I want to kind of tell you itinerary so you know what's going on. Um, this is uh, moving into our, our sermon side of the series here today. Um, and I have a, a tag team match. Some of our seniors wanted to uh, take the stage today. I don't know about you, but when... Teenagers want to preach and teach. It moves me. So I said, absolutely. So uh, we've, we've got some lessons together. Um, we're going to tag team it. Um, so if you would, right now, what I'd like to do is pray over them so that God's anointing's on them and that he moves through them, which he already has, because I saw the notes. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord God. Even right now, we could end service and be blessed. But Lord God, we understand that you have more to teach and Show us what's going on, Lord God. I ask that you move on these ladies that take the stage, Lord God, like never before. Let their words be your words. Let their thoughts be your thoughts. Lead them, guide them, fill them with anointing. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. Good morning. Really? Is it on now? Thank you. <laughs> I've always wanted to use one of these podiums. I think they're cool. Well, good morning. How are y'all doing? Good, good, good. I am glad. I am so excited to talk this morning. I have been praying. I have had friends and family pray for me, and it has just been a blessing already. I haven't even started, but I'm so excited. Um, I'm kind of going to talk about some of my testimony this morning and just like my parents. They're kind of awesome. Uh, I love them very much, and they've just blessed me in so many ways. But um, I was raised in a home where my family firmly, like, firmly believed in God. They believed in healing. They believed in love. They just believed in the Lord, and they raised me and my brother that way. And I, I'm going to tell you what, I love the Lord, and I firmly believe in God. And um, they loved me so much, my brother, they wanted to homeschool us. So they kind of, <laughs> Lord help us. So 
Yeah, I was homeschooled um, from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade, and it was it was fun. I had my homeschool buddies. My mom homeschooled some other people. I had my brother, and we had a good old time. And let me tell you something. My mom loves talking about Jesus, so she always educated us every single day and talked about the Lord, prayed for us, and just encouraged us to believe in the Lord. Um, my uh, I got used to my mom really helping me out with schoolwork and stuff and she always she always told me that she would hold my hand and she would always help me through which I'm so thankful for that because that has molded me into who I am but my mom she got a new job when I was in sixth grade and she um it was a school and so she told me that she was going to take me and my brother to a new school I was scared out of my mind I was like I have been homeschooled all of my life, and I'm about to go to a private Christian school. What in the world? So I was, at first, I didn't really like it. I just, I had friends. I was kind of bullied, but like, I didn't really like it. But um, I was not used to people talking about bad things at school and hearing cuss words and stuff because I was very uh, protected when I was homeschooled. So it was kind of hard to get used. I don't want to say used because it's not not something good, but I just, it was hard for me to, that transition to go into regular school, because I didn't talk like that, I didn't think like that, because of the way that my parents have raised me, and how they taught me how to uh, share, the, share the word, share the word, and to uh, always be good like that, so, um, but at first, I didn't realize that God put me in Windsor for a purpose, I thought, it's just because my mom has a job, and I have to go because my mom's going and I got to follow her. But I was so wrong every single day. I get the opportunity to share the word with my classmates. And, and at first, I did it. I'll be honest. At first, I was so nervous to do that. And so I never, I, everybody knew I was a Christian. Everybody knew that I loved the Lord because I made sure people knew that. I made sure that I at least talked about God sometimes. But I was so scared, so scared people thought. And so my dad always told me, and I preached about this in the kids' service actually a couple weeks ago. Um, he said, always stick out like a sore thumb. Be different. Make sure people see you differently. Okay, so I always, always knew that I was different because I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And I already knew that I was called into the ministry. Um, I got called to be a children's pastor when I was only 13 years old. And I think I was still in middle school. I'm not really sure how old I was, but um, I was still in middle school and I was called to be a minister and stuff. And so I knew that I was different and I knew that I wasn't like all the rest of the kids. Um, but I knew that Windsor was one of my mission fields. I knew it was. And I actually spoke at chapel one time and I just knew the Lord put me at Windsor for a purpose. Um, starting in high school, I actually got comfortable talking about God. Um, and I don't shut up about God. I tell you what, that is just something. Everybody knows me. Everybody calls me the Christian girl, and I love it. If you see me walk around the halls, you're like, hey, that's that Christian girl, and I love, love, love that. Um, this year, I got the opportunity to paint one of my parking spots, and I'm a senior this year. I am 18 years old, and so I got to, I had the privilege to paint a parking spot, and so I was like, hmm, I want something that reminds me every single day to share the word and to be the light. So the verse, Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before, 
before all, wait, sorry. In the same way, let your light shine before so that they may see your, your good works to give glory to your Father. And so in my parking spot, I put, be the light. Every single day, I look at my parking spot when I pull up, and it says, be the light. So that reminds me every single day to share God's word. And um, I tell you what, it is hard. It is hard being a Christian girl in a school. Um, people know that I'm different. I do not have a problem with that, but uh, I get invited to like a lot of parties and stuff like that, and they know that I'm not going to go because that's just not who I am. That is not who how I was raised. But they still invite me and stuff, and it's so hard. My me and my parents talk about it all the time. We're like, let's do something else when they're going to party. Um, let's just hang out in here. Let's have a Bible study or something. Let's just do something fun and not that type of way. And it still to this day is so hard for me because it's like I want to go hang out with my friends, you know, but I always remind myself, be that light, be that different person, stick out like a sore thumb. Don't blend in, be different. I am so, so blessed and glad that the Lord put me at Windsor. It is crazy. I have been here at this church since I was like, I think third grade or something like that. And um, I've been helping out in the kids' ministry ever since I was in fifth grade, and I have loved it. And, of course, I get to share the word here, but I am so blessed. So, I don't even know. I love my school so much, and I'm so glad that I get to share the word. But I just want to encourage, especially the youth, to always honor your parents, okay? I know sometimes it gets tough. My mom told me I was going to school I didn't know what to do. I was so scared, but it has worked out so well for me. So youth, always, always, always honor your parents, okay? And for everybody else, I know every person says this to trust God. Let me tell you, I, I need to trust God. Y'all need to trust God. It's just, I mean, he's pretty good at things, so like, I, I think you should trust God. He's pretty good. He knows what he's doing. I have learned that. Um, but I know that's something cliche to say, just to trust the Lord. But it will help you. Honor your parents, youth. Everybody else, honor your parents. It gets you places. My parents love me. They trust me. Trust the Lord. God loves y'all, okay? I'm going to pray us to close this out. Lord, I thank you for this day, and thank you for bringing us together, Lord. I thank you for Madeline and Chris that are about to come up, Lord. I pray them peace and courage through all this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? I think I've already asked it like seven times, but it's okay. Um, so I'm kind of going to start off a little bit of the similar way that Holly did and kind of just describe a little bit of like who I am and how I was raised and stuff. Um, but most of you know um, my parents. Um, we've been at this church for like six or seven years. I can't remember. Um, my dad um, was the worship pastor. So I've grown up in ministry my whole life. My mom has served in children's ministries before, youth ministry helped my dad. So pretty much my whole life, like since I was literally came out, I've been like right into the ministry. They said, all right, let's go. Um, so I've, I can't think of really any Sunday where I wasn't in church. Um, and if I was, it was probably like some one sun, rare Sunday out of the month or, or one rare Sunday out of the year or something. Um, so I've, really just, like I said, grown up in a Christian home my whole life. So I've been surrounded by God from the very beginning. Um, everything my parents do is 
God is in the situation as well. So it's, it's just that's how I've um, been raised. Um, and Holly was homeschooled and then went to private school, but I was in public school my whole life. Now, those of you who have kids in public school know that public school is kind of crazy at times. Um, the people are, I don't really know a nice way to describe it. They're very different than how I was raised. Um, and I didn't really see that. You don't really see that in elementary school a lot of times because you're just playing and stuff. But once you start like getting into the middle school and high school level, it, it, it's so crazy because like I was growing up in like the Christian home and being taught about God. And then I see the way that like all these other people are living. And when I got into about sixth and seventh grade, um, that's when I moved, we moved here and got into Monroe County Schools. And I slowly started kind of hanging out and trying to like fit in with the more like popular group of kids. Um, the kids who everybody knew in the grade and like those type, those just type of people who everybody labels as the popular kids. And I tried so hard to get into that group and I kind of was starting to become into that group, and I just got in such a bad habit of lying to my parents about silly things. Like, nothing that was even like, you would think like, oh, she really needs to cover that up. It was literally nothing. And then it slowly, like, the little things just turned into more and more, and I slowly just was coming to church just because that's what I have to do, because my parents were here. My parents were on staff. I had to serve in the kids' ministry. It wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do. I was kind of just going through those motions. And at, there was a point in my seventh grade year where my parents started noticing some things and they pulled everything from me. They, I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends. They pulled me from serving in kids ministry, which is one of my absolute favorite things to do. They took my phone away. And for parents of teenagers, you know that taking a phone away, well, that, that really changes some things for them. Um, and so I literally got everything taken from me. I had to sit with my parents in church. I wasn't allowed to even sit with my friends. Um, they took literally everything from me. And my mom, I remember sitting down with my mom, and me and my mom were actually talking about this in the car last night, how me and my mom, mom had a conversation with me, and she said, Madeline, you're putting your faith and you're relying it on your children's pastor. You're relying it on your youth pastor. She was like, you don't really have your own relationship with God. You're relying on those other people to bring that into you. You're not going out and you're not building that own relationship with God. And at first I just, you know, at that age, I'm like, whatever, mom, like, why are you telling me this? And now like looking back on when my parents and my mom said that to me, I'm like, they were right. I really did not have my own relationship. I was basing it all on what other people were bringing into my life. And so it was, I feel like right at this point that I really started to, trust God and have tried to start building a relationship with them or with God. And um, then I got into high school and I got involved in FCA, which is um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I, started, I became a huddle leader and um, I really just started to get involved, but I still wasn't exactly pursuing God at my own relationship. I was still kind of relying on other people. Um, and but also I was still trying to play both fields. I was trying to be that Christian girl, but also play and be into the popular and the cool kids. Um, and I slowly have figured out through high school that the popular group that is popular and cool, they're not. The things they do are not cool. And I've slowly just realized that when I was searching for those things and trying to fit into that group, I was looking for something to fill me and to satisfy me. 
And um, I have a verse, it's John 6, 47 through 48. And it says, it says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. And that's straight out of Jesus' mouth in the Bible, it's red. That's what God said. And it's something just so simple that where he just says, I'm the bread of life. If you believe in me, you'll have everlasting life. It's something so simple, yet it's so powerful. But it's something that we often forget at times. And we just kind of look past it. Um, we chase the things in this world that will satisfy us or things that will fix us, things that can protect us, give us security, things that will fill in the blank, whatever it is for you or for me. But what we truly need to realize is that the only one who can satisfy us, fix us, and protect us, and give us that security is God. And it's taken me so long to figure that out. And just, I think the past like year and a half, two years has really just, I've been reading the Bible so much and digging in, and that's something I want to do. It's not something I'm like, oh, all right, I have to do my devotion today. I have to make time to read my Bible. It's something that I want to do because like, Holly said she's okay with being known as that Christian girl now. She's okay with sticking out like that sore thumb. And that's something I've come to learn is as a teenage girl, like she said, it's so hard living in this world. And I'm sure some of you parents, and if you aren't a parent, it's hard being a Christian girl in today's world. Even a Christian guy, it's hard being a teenager who loves Jesus because that's not seen very much. And the teenagers who do love Jesus don't always publicly say that. And they don't, they just kind of keep that kind of tucked under and yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church, but it's not something I show. And I don't want everybody to know that's what I do. But I've slowly come to realize that when I don't get invited to those things, yeah, it is hurtful. And I sit with my parents sometimes and I'm like, I don't understand, like, do they not like me? Like, I'd have never done anything wrong to them. I, I don't understand. And my mom and dad just continue to say, it's because you love Jesus and they don't, and they don't see that in you. They just see you're different and you're not like them and they don't like that. You don't do the things they do and it's so, and my parents have sat with me while I've cried and been like, I don't understand, like, I just wanna have friends. And I've slowly over the years, my church friends are some of my best friends and they're the best people because they're like me. They push me to be a better Christian and they push me to be just a better person. And if my school people don't invite me to things, they say, you know what, let's all hang out. Let's do this. And it's taken me a while, like I've said, to realize this. And also, I've found a couple school friends who do believe like me, but still are kind of like where I was a couple years ago, play into both sides. So I know there's like a fine line where I have to draw. I'm like, okay. Like, I know they're going here. Like, for instance, after prom, I had prom, like, last weekend or two weekends ago or something like that. And after prom, the group that I went with was all going to this party. And they were like, hey, Madeline, do you, do you guys want to come after two? Do you and Caden want to come? And I was like, no, we're not coming. <laughs> and they were like, why not? Like, we know, like you're not going to do anything we know. And I was like, I'm not putting myself in that situation. I don't want to be by y'all. Y'all are crazy. I was like, I don't want to be there. And they just were like, but you can still come. Like, we're all going to be together. And I was like, no. So we went to Waffle House, and that was 10 times better. So if you ever get in a situation where somebody's inviting you to somewhere you don't want to be, find a friend and go to Waffle House, because that will never disappoint. <laughs> never. Waffle House will never let you down. <laughs> um, but it's things like that where taking that step and saying, no, I don't wanna be by that, 
that's you taking a step in a direction to say, I'm not like those people. I don't want to be involved in those things. And that's you stepping out in trust and in faith that God is gonna give you those friends and give you those people who are right for you. And even for adults, obviously I don't know too much because I'm not an adult, but I know sometimes it can be hard finding other adults like in the workplace who are Christians as well. But it goes back to what Holly said, you have to trust God. You have to trust that he's going to give you those people who are gonna be by your back and they're gonna pursue, push you to pursue the Lord. Um, so just two things before I go. Um, this morning when I was, got in the car and was headed to church, um, I was late. Um, I was supposed to be here at 8.15, I was here at 8.30. Um, so, but it's okay, because the Lord had a plan, because when I turned on the radio, the first thing on the radio, it was either on Caleb or the fish, I don't remember, one of the two, and the first thing that was said, I don't know who was talking, but the first thing that was said, it said, what if you weren't made to fit in, but were made for so much more? And I told Pastor Chris that this morning, and he said, and that's why, he said, that's just confirmation that you guys are speaking on the right thing. And so just leaving you guys with, what if you weren't made to fit in, but made for so much more? Just remember that. Don't always try to push to be with that popular group or those cool group, especially the youth. Um, God has made so much more for you guys, and you have such good friends who you will find and God will put in your life at the right time. And just remember that he's the bread of life and to run to him before anything else. So I'm gonna close this out in prayer before Pastor Chris comes up. So if you'll bow your heads. Dear God, I just thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to speak today. Um, I'm so thankful for all that you've done in my life and I can't wait to see what more you're gonna do. And God, I just pray over everybody in the crowd today that something that was said will touch, with the, touch them and resonate with them. And God, I pray for Pastor Chris that's about to come up and close things out and kind of wrap it up. God, that you would just anoint him and touch him. And I thank you also for Holly, for giving her just such a bold spirit to be able to get up here today and for speaking the truth to this crowd. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Love you. All right. I honestly don't even need to come up. That is perfect. Don't you agree? But I will say that when I was buttoning everything up in my mind, um, you will not believe, I went through their notes like I was going to preach it. And the reason why is I said, I've got to let God speak to me. So I want to get into their minds and their hearts. So I literally, I mean, look, this is their notes folded over. I wrote them out. And um, while I was doing it, God spoke to me. So I want to share this real quick. I know we're, we're pushing time. I apologize. We will be done in just a few minutes. I will go as fast as I can, try to talk as clear as I can. But I want to make these points. But for sure, the ladies did amazing. Wouldn't you agree? Let's give one more hand. I got to do it. All right. So my first point is that both of these stories actually start out the same. I want you to know that that is not planned. Was it, ladies? I said, all right, we're going to do something like this. Yes, okay, let's do it. All right, you give me your notes. You give me your notes. We uh, actually started a group chat and everything, and it was so crazy because Holly puts hers, Madeline, and I'm going, whoa. God, God is amazing. He is one Holy Spirit. He is one God because he has got us all in the same vein. I loved it. They both started out with the fact that they were both raised in a godly home, surrounded by godly people, and they attended a godly church. I want you to get that in your vein, parents, in your mind. A lot of times 
We allow the world to interfere in those things right there. What do you mean, Pastor Chris? We love Jesus. Yeah, but sometimes we might not reflect the light of Jesus because we might get angry or we might get busy or, I mean, there's so many. I can go through them, but you know. If we show godly love in our home, if we surround, make sure our kids are surrounded by godly people and we attend a godly church, I promise you there is going to be something amazing happen. Proverbs 22.6 actually tells it for us. Um, I'm going to pull that up. I didn't, hopefully you guys got that. Did they get it? I didn't put it on here. All right. It says, direct your, path onto the, or, direct your children onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. Did y'all hear that? I love that verse because it says, listen, if you put them on the right path, they're not going to leave it. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the kids do wonder, right? Even my five-year-old, I'll be like, son, get back over here. It's the same way in the spirits walk, right? Your kids might do a little things. I love the way Madeline pulled it out that she was like, oh, I want to be with my best friends. And mom's dad's like, no, we are drawing the line. We are, you are not going to do that in our house. Well, guess what? That is Proverbs 22.6. And parents, that's where we need to stop being the best friends and be the parents. Amen? It's not a mistake. When we dedicate our kids to Christ, and we live our lives with him in the middle, what happens is that by default, it goes into our kids. And it's important that we do that as parents. Um, in Ephesians 6, 4, it says, you got that pulled up too? Oh, I love you guys. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, listen to this, bring them up with the dis discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, I want you to understand the first part, um, my kids get mad at me a lot of times when I discipline them, but I don't provoke them to anger, hopefully. But this is the part that's important. Bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. I don't know about you guys, but it said parents, and it said that we need to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, the, the hard part is, is a lot of times, and I get you guys coming to me, Pastor Chris, you need to help me. You need to teach my son Jesus. And I'm like, I'm trying. But in the Bible, it don't say Pastor Chris needs to teach your son and daughter the disciplines and instructions of the Lord. What does it say? Parents, you have to do this. Where I come in is I say, yeah, this isn't weird. Your parents aren't weird. Yes, we love Jesus. Yes, we're going to. And I join you in your endeavor. I am your backup. When they are mad at you, they can come and talk to me. And guess what? I'm going to say what you're saying. Just a little different. I'm not going to say, yeah, your parents are weird. No, I'm, I'm right behind you. Jesus loves you. Yes, you need. You can't go with your friends. That you're, that's where I come in and I help you parents. But you have to start it. You have to lay a foundation so that when I come in, it is a firm foundation. And then they realize, like these beautiful, wonderful ladies, that I am a little different. All right, I'm going to move on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm Number two, good, good, I can move on. Both ladies recognized that they were different than anyone else. I wanted you to grasp hold. Both of them said that. Did you notice it? They didn't plan that. They, didn't, they just said, hey, I just noticed that I didn't like to talk like others like to talk. I didn't like to talk about the things they like to talk. I realized I didn't want to do the things they didn't want to do. I was raised different. My parents told me, guess what? Yes, that is not by accident. Parents, stand up and say, we don't do that. Man, you won't believe how many times in my household I say, we are Christians and we don't do this. 
And that's exactly what we have to do. We have to proclaim that over our kids. Listen, we don't act like that because we love Jesus. Because what's going to happen is, is if you don't say it, the world's going to teach them something way different. So say it and don't be their best friend because I promise you, one thing I've learned as a youth pastor over 20-something years is that they love discipline. They hate it at the moment, but later they're like, my dad loves me. He kept me in line. He kept me straight. He did. They'll tell you, I've had so many kids come back to me and tell me, man, oh, my dad loved me so much. He told me when I was wrong and blah, blah, blah. And they realized that's love and not just because they wanted to get spankings or whatever or in trouble. And they love it. So parents, be that person. Now, um, <laughs> I, I wrote down here, I said that now them not standing out wasn't some revelation that someone told them. Holly, you don't fit in too much. Madeline, you are different. No, no one told them that. They knew it. Why? Because their parents had told them who they were and whose they were. And they realized quickly that these others were not. And it was something they came to on their own, and their parents helped them realize it. Maybe, maybe we're on point three. Hold on. Romans 12, 12, or 12, 2. If you'll pull that up, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by the, changing the way you think. Yeah. Is that awesome or what? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Now, I'm going to try to go through here real quick. Again, this is where we have to be parents, raise our kids godly. Both ladies were, and it paid off. Holly wasn't like the others, but Mads wasn't either. And I love the fact that when they tell the stories, they're so similar. It's almost hand in hand. And, and every time I talk to kids and they're going through this moment, they always tell me, I'm the only one. I've had that so many times. Like, I'm the only one. My, everybody else. And but me, I'm the weirdo. And I'm like, no, there's others that love Jesus. There's others that's going through the same thing you're going through. You just don't see them because you don't tell each other. You don't pull in together. I'm telling you, if we as parents start bringing our kids to church where they can see some godly students that love Jesus like they do, they will figure out that they're not alone. The, the latter part of this verse is what's so important that we always don't like to overlook. Testing. I hate that word. Testing. And I'm surprised the student section didn't give me a huge amen because they don't like pop quizzes and tests either. But in the verse, it says that we're, there's testing. Listen, junk's going to come your way. Stuff's going to come your way. Maybe it's going from hum, homeschool to a public slash private school. Maybe it's the cool kids, but junk's going to come your way. Be ready. The scripture, Romans 12, 2, says stuff's going to come your way. But... All that's going to do is reveal who you really are and what your foundation is. Because once you realize that God's in the middle and God should be in the middle, all of a sudden it's going to realize, you're going to realize who you are and the other people are going to realize who you as well. I love the fact that Holly says multiple times throughout her time up here, she said, and the kids knew I love Jesus. Well, guess what? You know why they don't want to invite Holly to the party? Because they'll feel guilty because they know they love Jesus too. And they need to be living a life a lot like Holly's and Madeline's. How we respond to the test will teach us discernment and the will of God. Number three, last one. I'm sorry, I'm hurrying. Now, this is awesome. Be the light was repeated by both ladies. 
Be the light. Your Parkins place said, be the light. Even Madeline said, I had to be the light. And she even said something about FCA helping her be, you know, be a light. That's awesome. Let me read to you my last verse. I think it's my last verse. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed where? On a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. I want you to understand that we don't, I love it. You guys pointed it out. Uh, we got undercover Christians. They're undercover. Wait a minute. Undercover Christian? What? what? Didn't that just say we don't hide the light where? Under a basket? Under a bushel? Remember that story, song, whatever? So wait a minute. What the scriptures tell me, Pastor Chris, is that I will stand out like a sore thumb. The scriptures are actually telling me if I love Jesus, I'm not going to be in the valley hidden by trees and haze and fog and all that good stuff. I'm going to be like a city on a hill, which you can see for miles. We just took a plane ride, right? And my daughter, first plane drive, she looks out over the window. She goes, that is beautiful. I was like, yep, and that's a city right there. Guess what? We're millions of miles, it seems like, away from that city, and you can still see it. Well, listen, if you love Jesus, it's the same thing's going to happen to you. Listen to me, students. You love Jesus, people are going to see you from miles away. And reason being is because that's the design that God has put into you. The Scripture confirms it. The other thing, too, is you're, you're going to be sat on a stand. I want you to understand, when you take a lantern and you put it on the table, it lights up the room really decent. But you know what I've learned about lanterns is if you can hang them at the highest point in your tent, it lights the entire thing up. Everybody can see. Well, you are going to be on a stand because God wants people to see you. You're being the example that God wants you to be. Amen? Let me make sure I'm done here. So, in conclusion, my challenge for youth is this. Be the light. You are not alone. Just like the point number one, surround yourself with godly people and a godly church. Now, parents, there's also a challenge for us, too, all throughout this message. You heard it. We have to be our parent. We have to be the parent. I find myself sometimes not wanting to be the parent because the parent gets where the kids don't like them and you're not the favorite anymore, right? The one who disciplines a lot of times, the kids are like, I don't love you. I've had my five-year-old tell me that. More, more so mama, because mama's with him more, but he's told me he don't love me before, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. People might tell you they don't love you, but when you're holding up the truth, you're holding up God, you're doing what you're supposed to do, and Jesus is in the center, I promise you, that's all there can be is love. Because Jesus is love. My last point. I said point three, but I mean the conclusion. conclusion. God loves us. He wouldn't have given you children if you're not supposed to raise them the way they're supposed to be raised in a godly home. He wouldn't have given you the responsibility. He understands you can do it. He gave you the mindset. He gave you the fortitude. He gave you the Bible. He gave you his word. He gives you anointing. You can do it. And as you do it, you're going to win over your student. 
I love how Holly ended it with, I just love my parents. I'm so grateful and blessed. And I'm sure if you've ever seen Madeline around her mom and dad, you can tell she loves them just as much. Be God. Be the godly parent that you're supposed to be. Amen. If you would, close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these beautiful ladies that came up and shared what you put on their heart. It was anointed. It was awesome. They did amazing, and I give you credit as much as them, Lord God. Thank you. And Lord God, right now, I ask that these scriptures, these words are like a seed, and they're planted deep in the hearts of everyone that's sitting here, Lord God, that when they need them, they pop up. And they can remember, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Holly said do this. Oh, I remember, I remember Madeline said this. Oh, I remember Pastor Chris shared this scripture. And, Lord God, they're able to reference those things when they need them. Lord God, I love you. I praise you. I give you all glory, all honor for what you're doing in this place. Thank you so much. You're amazing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, listen. I want you, if you see a student on your way out, we do have students that are supposed to be saying bye. Now, sometimes they get lost. You know, we have just like herding cats. Come on, guys. We got to get up here. So, but if you see a student, give them a hug. Say thank you, especially these ladies that came up in the worship team. Love on them a little bit, all right? God bless. Have a wonderful day.